how I do research. For the past several years, I've been trying to get better at research. Now I'm far from a master, but I've learned some strategies that have helped. I've done smaller research-driven essays from looking into explore-exploit trade-offs, how aging affects learning, and whether speed reading actually works. I've also worked on longer efforts that had me reading quite a bit of material, like I did for my book, Ultra Learning, or my complete guide to motivation. Research is an essential part of thinking for yourself, for if you can't find and understand other people's arguments, you tend to get stuck either with what your intuition tells you or with the opinion of just one person who managed to catch your attention. I'm definitely not an expert researcher, but I thought I'd like to share how I go about it, both to clarify my own thinking and to give some help to those who would like to satisfy their own curiosity, but aren't quite sure how to start. Setting up scope and topic. So unlike learning from a class, research tends to be open-ended. There's always another book or paper you could read that potentially has an important insight you'll rarely reach a stopping point that will tell you you're done. But this feature of research efforts also makes them harder to sustain. Our brains like boxes we can check off the to-do list. Open-ended activity often languishes from a lack of completeness. So I recommend deciding how much time you want to commit to research in advance. I also advise making an end goal to do something with the information, such as writing an essay, rather than have it remain purely mental. Writing an essay or report forces you to organize your thinking, remember key details, and ensure you actually understood what you read. Beginning research, looking for key works and key words. Once you have a scope and topic, the next step is to find the expert vocabulary that matches the topic you're interested in. Experts divide the world up in ways that don't always match how ordinary people think about it. So if you want to know what experts think about discipline, then you'll quickly find there's a difference between self-control, self-regulation, vigilance, and grit. In some cases, the words represent fine-grained distinctions in ideas, but in other cases, they simply represent different territories, policed by different groups with different experiments and methodologies. Wikipedia is a good starting point because it tends to bridge the ordinary language way of talking about phenomena and expert concepts and hypotheses. So if you type your idea into Wikipedia in plain English and then note the words and concepts used by experts, you can use this to advance. With keywords in hand, you can start to identify key works. What are the central texts in this field that all other experts agree are important? Which summarize the field so you can get a bird's eye view without needing to read too many papers? Literature review, meta-analysis, and textbooks. So once I've narrowed down what the keywords are, and possibly found some central papers or authors that everybody cites on this topic, I usually try to find reviews of the field. In particular, I look for literature reviews, which attempt a qualitative review of all the papers on a particular topic, meta-analyses, which try to aggregate the quantitative effects from many papers to find an answer to a particular question, and textbooks, which are used to teach others and tend to present the field in the way experts want new entrants to learn about it. A good way to start with this is simply to go to Google Scholar and type one of the keywords you identified earlier with the words review or meta-analysis and just see what comes up. If I'd previously identified testing effect as a concept of note from Wikipedia, I might type in 
testing effect review or testing effect meta-analysis. For textbooks, I often find it helpful to go to Amazon, enter in the keyword I'm looking for, and then limit my search to textbooks. So I did this for my most recent research project. I wanted to learn about apprenticeship. So I went through and I checked all 47-ish pages of textbooks with apprenticeship in the title. After reading about two dozen Kindle previews for the most relevant seeming ones, I read a couple books in full. Now, whether you should start with a review paper or textbook depends on the scope of the question you want to ask. Textbooks tend to be good for bigger topics and review papers for more specialized ones, although there is a lot of overlap. Following the citation trails. So once you have a foothold within a field, the next step is to follow down citation trails. Since any given paper might cite dozens or even hundreds of other papers, this can easily lead to an exponentially growing reading list. Thus, I usually try to limit myself to a few of the most promising ones to start, unless I hit a dead end. When following citations, I look for two factors, frequency and relevance. Works that are cited frequently are more central to a field. So if I see the same paper, book, or author pop up multiple times, I'll download the paper even if it doesn't seem that central to my original inquiry. Of course, I'll also follow up any reference that seems to directly address the question I care about. This stage forms the bulk of the time spent. In general, it's better to follow a breadth-first rather than depth-first search, since you can easily spend too much time going down one rabbit hole and miss alternate perspectives. But I don't follow it slavishly. Sometimes you'll dig into a rich vein of research that answers questions you didn't even know you had. I ended up adding a whole chapter to my book because the research on it was too good to leave as a footnote. How to read research. I once asked the economist Brian Kaplan how he does research, as I admire him as someone to have made me change my mind largely through sheer thoroughness of argument. He said that he reads all the papers he can, and then when he's about to write on them, he rereads them. So forgetting what you've read or where you've read it is a classic problem in research. Some people have very sophisticated systems for avoiding this, such as Zettelkasten, and I don't find those methods particularly helpful, but it's possible that I'm just simply inept at them, so I'm not trying to pass judgment. Instead, I prefer Kaplan's approach. Read everything you can, including making highlights of sections you think you may need to revisit later. If I finish a book or longer paper, I'll often make a new document where I'll pull notes and quotes from my original reading, as well as do my best to summarize what I've read from memory. The goal here is partly to practice retrieval and understanding, but also partly to give yourself some breadcrumbs so you can find things more easily later. Some rereading is probably necessary though, especially if you're tackling a big project. My own feeling is that the goal is not to get every fact and detail inside your head, but to have a good map of the area so you'll know where to look and when you need to find it again. With luck, the main findings of the field will stick out even if you can't recall every detail verbatim. Other tips and tactics. So beyond this basic approach, a few other tools have been very helpful for me. First, use Sci-Hub to get access to papers. While I'm normally not a big fan of copyright infringement, the current status quo hardly makes me sympathetic to academic publishers who have become largely parasitic on scientific enterprise. Alternatively, emailing authors directly often works to get access to papers, but it tends to slow things down as you follow trails of breadcrumbs. Second, use Google Books to hunt down notes within your printed books. 
So I use this a lot when writing my last book. So if I wanted to find something in say my 900 page Van Gogh biography, I could flip through the index, but it was often easier just to search within the book on Google. Third, map out key arguments and players. In rare cases, the question you want to ask will have already been settled by science. More typically, you'll find a wide variety of different stances argued and defended by different groups. I've often found it helpful to map out the key positions and proponents since this is the intellectual terrain where most of the pitched battles of arguments occur. Fourth, don't be afraid to take courses first. Reading in a field is like joining midway through a conversation, except it's a conversation that's been happening for hundreds of years. How much you need to back up to understand the prerequisite topics before you can usefully engage with the material depends on the discipline, but it rarely hurts to take some courses that provide a background in the topic. Finally, experts are surprisingly willing to talk to you. I was surprised how many busy experts took my calls to discuss their work. K. Anders Ericsson, the father of deliberate practice, was even nice enough to read through an entire draft of my book and give me feedback on places where I mentioned it. One thing I haven't addressed is evaluating whether a literature itself is trustworthy. I think answering the question of what do experts think is true is hard enough, even without questioning whether it actually is true. So while my abilities here are meager, How to Read a Paper, the book, offers a good intro into evaluating research. Still, with the replicability and generalizability problems inherent in many fields, it's always worth being on guard that today's consensus will end up being tomorrow's quackery. Do you do research in your work? What strategies and steps would you add to this? I'd love to hear more, especially to improve my own ability to learn. Thanks for listening to this episode. More episodes like this can be found by searching for Scott Young Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on most other podcasting apps available on your smartphone. If you've enjoyed this episode, please consider rating my show as it helps other people find out about it. More of my work can be found on my website at scotthyoung.com.